Hi, I am Empress Sharon Eam, bringing the truth of our stolen history. The mothership has landed. She is your modern-day Noah's Ark, bringing knowledge and understanding of your lost past. Get ready for enlightenment with eyes can see. Hi, everyone. Hi. Thank you for tuning in to another broadcast of Eyes Can See. So tell your friends, tell your neighbor, tell everyone. Come on, y'all. Tell everyone to join in so that we can talk about our lost and stolen history. So today is going to be a broadcast about a future expectation told by Esdras. So um, we're going to start off with prayer as we usually do. Uh, I can't get my other thing here to work. So here we go. Now, here we go. Thank you, Father, for blessing me with this platform that it may enlighten your people as to who they are and whose they are, that we may all come into the knowledge of our stolen history and identity together, that your word is true, Isaiah 10 and 20, where you say that we will all start uh, stop trusting on our captors and start trusting on the word of God. So thank you, Father, that that word is true and will come to pass. And Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness the planting of the lord that he might be glorified so uh in revelations 12 and 12 let's see what that says about satan who is the administrator of all that is going on remember i told you that this is gentile rule this is uh, Satan's time to rule in the earth. So we're going to see what Ezra has to say about Satan's wickedness. And then, you know, uh, what God is going to do, you know, according to how people believe or don't believe his word. So let's get into this word. And also, I'm going to uh, show you books, you know, that I use as resources for all this information. So Revelations 12 and 12, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, 
with great fury, the devil has come down to you, knowing he has only a short time. This is the wickedness that is presently on the earth, which is known as Gentile rule. The pandemic that we are experiencing worldwide is one of the plagues that was poured out on the earth. And you can read about that in Revelations. So even though manufactured in a lab, as many viruses and plagues are, uh, as biological warfare, it is still prophesied in the book of Revelations. So everybody needs to read about that who is not familiar. And for those who are, to keep up with what is happening. So this is Satan's attempt uh, to take as many people as possible with him as he can because he know his time is short, everyone. He has deceived the world into believing that the modern day Jewish people are the true children of Israel. That's why we, we need to know our identity, everyone, who we truly are coming through this 400 years of uh, punishment. So um, the modern day Jewish people, they are not the, the children of Israel and they have no proof you know, of even being the children. So they only have made up stories of our records. But see, we have proof with the Holy Bible. And I keep showing you my torn up sword, but it's a good sword because I still have pertinent information that I gained from this sword. You know, that sword is a spiritual weapon, which is the sword of God, right? So, and the apocryphal books, the apocryphal books also tell us another resource, another source rather, you know, to get this information from. And I just got this, The Jewish Masquerade by John Brinson, who also, you know, um, compliments everything that I say in my book, Trees of Righteousness, which I pulled from, you know, the sources that I'm showing you, you know, other than the Jewish masquerade. I just got that today. But we have proof, you know, as to who we are. And uh, all you have to do is go to the museum, the archaeological museum, uh, and it can show you. It will show you who the children are. They have hair and skin like us, you know, broad features, you know, in their face, like broad noses, thick lips, and, you know, the, the braided hair or the woolly hair. So these are our proof as to who we are. And get some of these, you know, some of this information, you know, as well as my book, Trees of Righteousness. And please download, you know, again, the apocryphal books, because those were books that were taken out of the Bible, you know, to prove these sources of this information, which is true. So, <clears throat> Satan has been deceiving people since his fall. But these last 400 years, he has ruled through Gentile rule with his people of choice, everyone. See, the world started off as melanated, brown skin, you know, like I said, the woolly hair or the braided hair, and all the other races came out of those races. So, uh, Satan's choice of people 
were people without melanated, melanated, without melanin in their skin. And he's used that, you know, against, he's used that as a weapon in the world, putting races of people against each other. So that's why this will more than likely boil down to a race war because Satan hates man. And if he can get man to annihilate himself, he will, you know? So um, race is a big thing and we need to know why it is such a big thing, okay? So um, now that the people who have ruled over the earth are called Gentiles. You can find them in Genesis 10, 1 through 5. And also Luke 21 and 24. It even tells you what lands that God gave them to people. Uh, the most significant thing about this plague is African is, a, is the African-American population, which is decreasing in large numbers. Revelation tells us that we will get down to 12,000 per tribe worldwide. And I'm going to show you how. And Judah is the last, was the last to leave our homeland and was dispersed worldwide. So our numbers will be small from all the places that we were scattered at the time of the second exodus. Uh, so at the time uh, when the sex, second exodus starts. Okay, so we're looking forward to a second exodus, everyone. And um, Zechariah 8 and 23, which I took the scripture uh, from the Berrien Bible, because that scripture is clo more closely aligned to uh, the word of God without being changed. You know, all the other, even with the King James Version, uh, a lot of the words have been rearranged or exchanged or taken out and the meaning will tend to lead you somewhere else rather than what it should truly mean. So I try to stick close to the Berrien Bible that gives you more of the true, uh, you know, a wording of what the word of God says. So uh, Zechariah 8 and 23, this is what the Lord of hosts says in those days. Ten men from all the nations, from different nations, y'all, will grasp the garment of a Jew. Now, we are Judah. So, and saying, let us go with you. But we have heard that God is with you. Okay? So, expect ten different nations of people to grab hold to you and say, we want to go with you because we've heard that God is with you. When the appointed time comes, as I said, we have a pineal gland and Yahweh will give us a halo glow because he has to separate us from those that are calling themselves Jews. He has to do something with us, you know, to show the world, hey, I always love my people. They just fail. So I had to whoop that butt. I had to, you know, kill some of them. I had to punish them. And I chose to take them through a 400 year punishment, which, you know, is the last in these end times. So where is their punishment of 400 years in these end times? And we are now experiencing the plagues of Egypt. This is spiritual Egypt, everyone. So let's get into the apocryphal of uh, 2nd Esdras and uh, chapter 9. We're going to start there. So 
he answered me then and said, so this is, this is Esdras. Uh, and, and he was talking to God. Well, God was talking to Esdras. So God answered Esdras and said, measure thou the time diligently in itself. And when thou seest part of the signs past, which I have told thee before, then shalt thou understand that it is the very same time wherein the highest will begin to visit the world which he made. Therefore, when there shall be, uh, when there shall be seen earthquakes and uproars of people in the world, aren't we seeing earthquakes? Aren't we seeing uproars of people in the world? Everybody's marching, holding signs. You know, they're in disagreement about this thing, disagreement about that thing. You know, Ezra already said this. God already told Ezra, when you see these things, Y'all, come on now. Then shalt thou well understand that the Most High spake of those things from the days that were before thee, even before the beginning. For like as all that is made in the world hath a beginning and an end, and the end is manifest. Okay? So he's already declared the end from the beginning. He told us about this at the beginning. He told us the end. So even so, the times also of the highest have plain beginnings and wonder and powerful works and endings and effects and signs. So he gives us signs, y'all. And everyone that shall be saved and shall be able to escape by his works and by faith that ye have believed shall be preserved from the said perils. And shall see my salvation in my land and within my borders. For I have sanctified them for me from the beginning. Then shall they be in pitiful case, which now have abused my ways. And they that have cast them away despitefully shall dwell in torments. For such as in their life have received benefits have not known me so everybody right now is receiving benefits of the lord and they're not you know everybody's not acknowledging god they're not acknowledging that god is that he's alive this is his world he created all of this and he created it for us okay so people are not a lot of people are not acknowledging this so he says and they that have loathed my law while they had yet liberty, freedom, y'all, and when as yet place of repentance was open unto them, understood not, but despised it. They despised God's, God's law and, and the freedom that they had within, you know, within his law and the freedom that they have, that, that we now have, we have freedom. You know, we're not, well, we, we can either choose life or death. We can choose blessings or curses. We can choose to live under, you know, to, to live, live according to the law, you know, which is a guide for our lives is what he's saying. Even though we have Jesus, you know, that, that, um, you know, with, with the law under the law, there was a lot of sacrifices, you know, because we failed, you know, we, we did things that we, we committed sins. So, you know, under the law, you know, uh, you have to have a covering for the law. But he says, yet as a place of repentance, when as, uh, 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 was open to them, they understood it not. But they despised it. 
So they didn't want to come and repent. They didn't want to say, you know, Father, yes, I'm sorry, you know, for, for living my way instead of living according to your word, according to the laws that you have set, you know, to keep everything in motion and to keep everything right. So he says the same must know it after death by pain. So he says that if you don't acknowledge me now, if you don't repent of your sins, he said, even in death, he said, after death, by pain, he said, you're going to have pain after death. You will suffer this because you, you had a time where you had freedom in the earth to do this on your own, but you didn't choose to do it. And therefore, be thou not curious how the ungodly shall be punished and when, but inquire how the righteous shall be saved, whose the world is and for whom the world is created. Then I answered and said, I have said before, this is Ezra talking, and now do speak, and we'll speak it hereafter, that there be many more of them which perish, that of them which shall be saved. Like as a wave is greater than a drop. And he answered me saying, like as a field is, so is also the seed. As the flowers be, such are the colors also, such as the workman is. Such also is the work. And as the husbandman is himself, so is his husbandry also. And for it was the time of the world. And now when I prepared the world, which was not yet made, even for them to dwell in that now live, no man spake against me. He said before anybody was even here, <laughs> didn't nobody uh, speak against him. He had created the world and everything. He says, for then everyone obeyed. But now the manners of them which are created in this world that is made are corrupted by perpetual seed and by a law which is unsearchable, read themselves. So I considered the world and behold, there was peril because of the devices that were come into it. See all this wickedness and all this this weapons of warfare and all this craziness, you know, that's in the world. And I saw and spared it greatly and have kept me a great of a cluster and a plant of a great people. Let the multitude perish then, which was born in vain. See, he said, let the multitude perish then, which was born in vain. Let my grape be kept and my plant, for with great labor, have I made it perfect? See, he said, everybody ain't finna be saved, y'all. He said, let the multitude per perish then, which was born in vain. They were all born in vain because they will not, you know, accept God and his word or keep his laws or even repent. Okay. So let them, uh, let the multitude perish then which was born in vain and let my grave be kept in my plant for with great vain for with great labor have I made it perfect. Nevertheless, if thou wilt cease even seven more days, but thou shalt not fast in them. So he told Ezra to go into the field of flowers. He said, don't build no house. Just eat the flowers of the field. He said, he says, uh, don't drink no wine. He said, just only eat the flowers. And he said, just pray until, you know, the, the, hot, the, the most high God, you know, talk with him again. So after seven days, 
then God comes back to him and he tell, he he you know speaks with him again. So he says, uh, verse 28, and I opened my mouth and began to talk before the most high and said, O Lord, thou that showeth thyself unto us, that thou hast shown unto our fathers in the wilderness, in a place where no man shreddeth, in a barren place, when they came out of Egypt. And thou spake of the, uh, saying, Hear me, O Israel, mark my word, thou seed of Jacob. For behold, I sow my law in you, and it shall bring fruit in you, and ye shall be honored in it forever. See, Yahweh is sowing his law in us now through these 400 years of punishment, y'all. It's not just because we have to go through this punishment. It is meant for a purpose. It is to drive out of you everything that is not like God and to put in you, you know, his laws, his obedience, you know, a love for him that we will never, you know, repeat the same madness that we find ourselves in now, you know, where we, you know, a lot of us want to go in and, uh, you know, open up our, our, our third eye, you know, do, doing it the wrong way, you know, just going in any kind of way rather than going in through God's word. God says when you go into prayer, you know, uh, especially going to the spirit realm, you're supposed to say everything in Jesus' name, y'all. You have to have some type of covering, some type of blood covering when, you know, you go into, when you want to access, you know, spiritual things of God. So, I mean, you know, Hey, we have to know what this is all about. He said, but our fathers which received the law kept it not and observed not thy ordinance. And though the fruit of thy law did not perish, neither could it, for it was, the, for it was thine. Yet they that received it perished because they kept not the thing that was sowed in them. And lo, it is a custom when the ground has received seed or the sea, a ship, or any vessel, meat, or drink, that that being perished within it was sown or cast into it. That that thing also which was sown or cast therein or received doth perish and remain not with us, but with us it has not happened. For we have received the law perished by sin, and our heart also which received it. Understanding the law perish not, but remains in its force. So just like Jesus said, he didn't come to do away with the law. So he came to fulfill it. So that is to say that we are to live, you know, with God's laws as our guide, you know, but under that blood covering that he has provided for us. So always, so Actually, I always wanted to know what happened to the 10 tribes. So I found them in 2nd Esdras, but we can find them in the 13th verse. Because we already know we are Judah, y'all. We know that Judah was spread to the four corners of the earth. And Benjamin is in South Africa. So uh, uh, the 10 tribes, they say they are lost. So let's see where the 10 tribes are in 2nd Esdras, chapter 13, 1 through 58. So the first day, seven days passed, and the following night I had a dream. In my dream, I saw a wind coming up out of the sea and stirring up great waves. As I watched, the wind brought with it 
out of the sea what looked like a man, and he was flying on the clouds. When he turned his face, everything he looked at began to tremble. And when he spoke, everyone who heard his voice melted like wax in a fire. I looked again and saw a crowd too large to count. They were people gathered together from all parts of the world to fight against a man who had come up out of the sea. Then I watched the man carved out of a high mountain and fly up on, on it. I tried to see the place or the region from which the mountain was carved, but I couldn't. Then I saw that all the people who had come together to make war against him were terrified. But they still prepared to fight him. They was terrified, but they still gathered together to fight him. Wow. That's something else right there. If I'm terrified against something, I don't know if I'm going to fight against it. Especially if it's of something that's good. I know doggone well I ain't finna touch that thing. But they some bold heathens. Uh, when the man saw the, the great crowd advancing to attack him, he did not take up any weapons. The only thing I saw was what looked like a stream of fire coming out of his mouth. He sent a flaming wind from his lips and a storm of sparks from his tongue. The string of fire and the flaming wind and the great storm combined and swept up on the crowd that was coming to attack him and burnt them all up. So what is this that he had, you all? This was the word of God, a weapon in his mouth, a sword. And that is what we're to use. We are in the image of, of Jesus because we have a sword in our mouth. We look just like Jesus do with a sword in our mouth. That the word of God that comes up out of our bellies like rivers of living water and comes up through our mouths like a sword, y'all. This is what Jesus has, a sword in his mouth. So, <clears throat> in a single moment, that crowd too, too large to count, vanished. And there was nothing left but powdery ashes and a smell of smoke. Wow. I was shocked when I saw what had happened. Then I saw the man come down from the mountain and call another large crowd to come to him. This was a peace-loving crowd. All sorts of, the pe of people came. Some were happy, some were sad. Some had their hands and feet tied. Mm. And some brought others as gifts to the Lord. Remember that scripture that tells you, uh, uh, I, don't, I, I, I didn't you know, put the scripture here. But there's a scripture in the Bible that says that, that, you know, the kings and the people will bring, will bring God's people upon their shoulders. They, they will carry them upon their shoulders and, and they will bring them and present them to the Lord as a gift. So this is the same thing. This aligns up with the word of God because this is actually in the Bible, the same scripture right here. So I prayed to God most high and said, Lord, you have been showing me all these marvelous things. You have considered me worthy and have heard my prayers. Now, please show me the meaning of this dream also. And I have been thinking how terrible it will be for the people who will be living in those days. But how much worse for those who do not survive? <clears throat> they will be in great sorrow. 
because they will not enjoy any of the pleasures reserved for the last days. But how terrible also for those who do survive. They will have to face great dangers and many troubles as these dreams have shown. Nevertheless, it is better to pass through these dangers and reach the end than to disappear like a cloud from the world and never see what takes place in the last days. So, uh, I want to say something to that about these terrible dangers and many troubles. Look at how Israel is being killed. Look at how Jacob, how we as a black people are being killed. Look at uh, Aubrey. Aubrey, um, uh, the young man that, that was just killed. You know, how, I mean, the man just jogging. Mind his own darn business. And then this thing come on him. You know, uh, these people chasing him. Why? Because of the color of his skin? They don't want him to live in the same communities that they live in? Okay. So this is what this is talking about. You know, these dangers. How our black people are just killed because of the color of their skin. And because of the way we were brought here in America, the way we were given to these people as a gift of God, because we had to fulfill the punishment. Okay. So he says, I will explain to you the meaning of the vision and answer the questions you have asked. You have raised questions about those who will survive until the end. The answer is that the one who brings the danger in those days will also protect the one who brings the danger in those days will also protect from danger the people who have stored up good works and faithfulness with God, the Almighty One. You may be certain that those who survive are far more fortunate than those who die. This is the meaning of the vision. The man you saw coming up out of the sea represents the one whom God Most High has kept ready for many ages. He will free the world. He created and established the new order for those who survive. You saw the wind, fire, and storm going out of the man's mouth. And you saw that without the use of a spear or any other weapon, he destroyed the great crowd that was advancing to attack him. This means that the time is near when God Most High, when God Most High will begin to free the people on earth. At that time, everyone will choose, everyone will be close to panic. They will begin to make war against one another, city against city, region against region, nation against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. When that happens, the signs I told you about earlier will take place. And then I will reveal my son, whom you saw as a man coming out of the sea. When they hear his voice, all the nations will leave their own territory, forget their wars with one another, and come together in one great crowd too large to count. As you saw in your dream, the nations will unite with the single purpose of making war on my son. That's Jesus, y'all. They're going to make war on Jesus. He will take his stand on top of Mount Zion and the New Jerusalem will be seen by everyone. It will be completed and fully built. Just as in your dream, you saw the mountain carved out, but not by human hands. Then my son will condemn the assembled nations for their godliness. 
This is what the storm meant. He will confront them with the wicked plans they have made and also with the torments that they must endure. That is what the flames mean, meant. Then he will easily destroy them by the means of the law, y'all. Because he said he didn't come to do away with the law, but he came to fulfill it. So he said he will easily destroy them by the means of the law. Mm. That is what the firm meant. You saw him gather another large crowd of peace-loving people. These are the ten tribes of Israel who were taken away into captivity in the time of King Hosea. King Shalemanzer of Assyria captured them and deported them to a foreign land east of the Euphrates River. But the ten tribes decided not to stay in that land among that many gent uh, among the many Gentiles that were there. So they moved farthest east to a country where no human beings had ever lived before. What that sound like, y'all? America. That's where you can find some of the ten tribes. And Mexico and all those places. Because Issachar is in Mexico. Black people who are living in Mexico. Who were there before the uh, Spanish Mexicans got there. Okay? So, black people who, you know have peopled lands all over when no other people were there were the 10 tribes y'all melanated people they were there first that's why you can find you know stone carvings coming out of the ground to show who were the people that were there first okay but uh okay so the 10 tribes did not decide to stay in that land among the many Gentiles, so they moved farthest east to, to a country where no human being had ever lived before. There they hoped to keep their laws, which they had failed to keep in their own country. When they had to make the difficult passage across the Euphrates, God Most High performed miracles for them and blocked the channels of the river until they had crossed over. Mm, sound like a part of the Red, the, the Red Sea again, huh? So uh, their long journey through that region, which is named Azeroth. So that's America, y'all. Azeroth. So uh, took a year and a half. And they had lived there ever since. Now these last days, they are coming back home and once again god most high will block the channels of the river mm, like a pardon of the red sea again y'all we're gonna see some wonderful magnificent marvelous things that our eyes have never seen before so this word right here is describing some of the things that we can expect to see y'all so he says, now in these last days, they're coming back home. And once again, God Most High will block the channels of the river so that they may cross over. That is the meaning of the great crowd of peace-loving people you saw. But they will also have with them all of your own people who are left and who are found within the borders of my holy land. When the time comes for my son to destroy the crowd that has gathered from every nation, he will protect his people who are left and perform many great miracles for them. Then I said, Lord and Master, 
Please tell me why the man came up out the sea. He answered, no one can explore the bottom of the sea to find out what is there. In the same way, no human being can see my son or those who come with him until that day that has been fixed. This is the meaning of your dream. You alone have been given this information because you have given up your own interest to devote yourself to mine and to study my law. You have dedicated your life to wisdom and understanding has been like a mother to you. That is why God Most High has rewarded you by showing you all these things. After three days, I will come back and tell you about other profound wonders. I went for a walk in the field, worshiping and praising God Most High for the miracles he performed in his own good time. For he controls the ages and what happens in them. I remained there for three days. So Asarath is America. These were the copper-colored Indians that the pilgrims found when they got here. Okay? When they said they discovered America, America was already discovered. It was called a Sarah. Okay, so we're moving on to 2nd Esther chapter 14. On the third day, while I was sitting under an oak tree, suddenly a voice came out of a bush near me and called, Ezra's, Ezra's. I stood up and answered, here I am, Lord. The voice continued. I revealed myself from a bush, bush and spoke to Moses. And when my people were slaves in Egypt, I sent him to lead them out of Egypt, and I brought them to Mount Sinai. I kept Moses with me there on the mountain for a long time, while I told him the secrets about the ages and the end of time. I told him what to make public and what to keep secret. Now I command you to memorize the signs, visions, and inter interpretations that I have given you. You will be taken out of this world into the heavenly world where you and others like you will live with my son until the end of time. Mm. So there's a special place that Yahweh has for, for certain people, y'all, that he has called out of the earth who has not died, but Yahweh has taken them. You know, like Methuselah, you know, and, and uh, 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 Elijah, you know, who he had called out of the earth. Elijah went up in the whirlwind, you know, in a chariot up in the whirlwind. So he has reserved a place, you know, for uh, where Yahshua is. Okay, so the world is no longer young. It is rapidly approaching old age. The whole history of the world is divided into 12 periods. And the 10th period has already arrived. And it is half over. Only two and a half parts remain. So set your house in order. Warn your people. Comfort those who are humble. And teach those who are wise. Then say goodbye to this mortal life. Put earthly cares away from you. Throw down your human burdens. And lay aside your weak human nature. Put all your anxieties aside. And get ready to leave this world quickly. You have seen Many evil things are already, but far worse things are about to happen as the world grows older and weaker. The evils that will come upon its people will multiply. 
Truth will depart and falsehoods will draw even nearer. The eagle you saw in your vision is just about to arrive. I replied, let me speak in your presence, Lord. I am ready to depart as you have commanded. And I will warn the present generation, but who will warn the people who have not yet been born? This is the world in a dark place and its people have no light. No light, y'all. Our light is cut off. Your law has been destroyed by fire, so no one can know what you have done in the past or what you are planning to do in the future. Please send your Holy Spirit to me so that I can write down everything that has been done in this world from the beginning, everything that was written in your law. Then these last days, people will be, will be able to find the right way and obtain life if they want to. He answered, go and call the people together and tell them not to look for you for 40 days. Prepare a large number of writing tablets and take with you five men who can write fast. Sariah, Debriah, Salamiah, Ethan, and Esiel. Then come here and I will light the lamp of understanding in your heart. And it will not go out until you have finished what you are supposed to write. You see how God gives people, you know, the inclination to write, how he puts his spirit inside of them, how he puts certain things, spirit. This is all spiritual, y'all. So the word of God was written by men of wisdom, that men of godly wisdom that God gave them, you know. So the Bible is a true book and it is fulfilling itself because it is prophecy. And this is how he did it, y'all. So <clears throat> when you have finished your work, you will make it public and you will give the rest to some wise people who will keep it secret. Tomorrow at this time, you will begin to write as I, I did as I was commanded and called all the people together. And I said, listen to what I have to say, people of Israel. At first, our ancestors lived as foreigners in Egypt, but then they were set free. Thir uh, they were set free. And received from God the life-given law. But they did not keep it. And when your turn came, you did not keep it either. God gave you the Holy Land as your own possession. But you were as sinful as your ancestors and did not follow the ways that God Most High had commanded. God is a just God. God is a just judge. So after a while, he took away what he had given you. Now you are in exile here. But you are closer to Jerusalem than some of your own people. But if you will discipline your thoughts and be willing to learn, you will be kept safe in this life and will be granted mercy after death. For judgment day comes after death. We will be brought back to life and the righteous people will be made known. While what the godless have done will be exposed. But now for 40 days, no one is to come near me or try to find me. As I have been commanded. I took the five men and we went to the field and stayed there. On the next day, I suddenly heard a voice saying, Ezra, open your mouth and drink what I am giving you. So I opened my mouth. 
and I was handed a cup of a fiery colored liquid, which I took and drank, which I had drunk it. My mind overflowed with understanding and wisdom increased within me as my memory became perfect. I began to speak and went on talking without stopping. God most high also gave wisdom to the five men with me and they took turns writing down what I said. They used an alphabet that they had not known before and worked for 40 days, writing in the daytime and eating at night. I spoke all day long and I was not silenced even at night. During the 40 days, 94 books were written. At the end of the 40 days, God Most High said to me, you are now to make public the first 24 books that you wrote so that everyone, whether they are worthy or not, may read them. But the last 70 books that you wrote are to be held back and to be given only to those who are wise among your people because these books contain a flood of understanding, a fountain of wisdom, a river of knowledge. Then I did as I was told. Now we're moving to 2nd Ezra's 15th chapter. Vengeance on the wicked. The Lord says, Behold, speak in the ears of my people the word of the prophecy which I will put in your mouth and cause them to be written on paper. For they are trustworthy and true. Do not fear the plot against you. Do not be troubled by the unbelief of those who oppose you. For every unbeliever shall die in his unbelief. Behold, says the Lord, I bring evils upon the world, the sword and famine and death and destruction. For iniquity has spread throughout every land and their harmful deeds have reached their limit. Therefore, says the Lord, I will be silent no longer concerning the ungodly deeds which they impiously commit. Neither will I tolerate their wicked practices. Behold, innocent and righteous blood cries out to me, and the souls of the righteous cry out continually. I will surely avenge them, says the Lord, and I and will receive to myself all the innocent blood from among them. Behold, my people is led like a flock to the, to the slaughter. I will not allow them to live any longer in the land of Egypt. I will bring them out with a mighty hand and with an uplift arm and will smite Egypt with plagues as before and will destroy all its land. Now see, modern day Egypt. This is modern day Egypt, y'all. Spiritually, you heard what he said. Yahweh said that, that he will destroy all its land, okay? He destroyed destroy all of Egypt before. But look, well, yes, he, well, he made it barren. But he said he will destroy all its land. So uh, let Egypt mourn and its foundations from the plague of chastisement and punishment of the Lord will bring upon it. Let the farmers that till the ground mourn. Because their seed shall fail and their trees shall be ruined by blight and hail and by a terrible tempest. At last the world and for those who live in it 
For the sword and misery draw near them, and the nation shall rise up to fight against nation with swords in their hands. For there shall be unrest among men, growing strong against one another. And there they shall in their might have no respect for their king or the chief of their leaders. Y'all hear this? The people going to stop believing in the presidents and the kings of countries, y'all. They say they will have no respect for them. For a man will desire to go into a city and shall not be able. For because of their pride, the city shall be in confusion and the houses shall be destroyed and the people shall a man, A man shall have no pity for his neighbors, but shall make an assault upon their house with the sword and plunder their goods because of hunger for bread and because of great tribulation. Behold, says God, I call together all the kings of the earth to fear me from the rising sun and from the south, from the east and from Lebanon to turn and repay what they have given them. Just as they have done to my elect until this day. So I will do and will repay into their bosom. Thus says the Lord God, my right hand will not spare the sinners and my sword will not cease. From those who shed innocent blood on earth. So you know a sword in this day and age is a gun. Okay y'all. Any weapon of mass destruction. But basically a gun. So he says again. I'm going to read that. Because of what just happened. You know with the young man. In February. Ahmad Arbery. Okay. So he says. Again, he says, uh, my right hand will not spare the sinners and my sword will not cease from those who shed innocent blood on the earth. What did that man do that he would cause his life to be taken like this? He had innocent blood. And a fire will go forth from his wrath and will consume the foundations of the earth and the sinners like straw that is kindled. Woe to, to those who sin. And, and do not observe my commandments, says the Lord. I will not spare them. Depart, you faithless children. Do not pollute my sanctuary. For the Lord knows all who trans transgress against him. Therefore, he will hand them over to death and slaughter. For now, calamity have come upon the whole earth. And you shall remain in them. For God will not deliver you. Because you have sinned against him. A terrifying vision of warfare. Behold, a terrifying sight appearing from the east. The nations of the dragons of Arabia shall come out with many chariots. And from that day, and from the day that they set out, their hissing shall spread over the earth, so that all who hear them fear and tremble. Also the Carmonians. Raging in wrath shall go forth like wild boars of the forest. And with great power they shall come. And enrage them in battle. And shall devastate a portion of the land of the Assyrians with their teeth. And then the dragons remembering their origin shall become still stronger. And if they combine in great power and turn to pursue them. Then these shall be disorganized and silenced by their power. And shall turn and flee. And from the land of the Assyrians, an enemy, an ambush shall beset them and destroy one of and, and destroy one of them. And fear and trembling shall come upon their armies. 
and indecision upon their kings. Indecision, y'all. Hmm. Do we know somebody in the White House that's so indecisive? One day he's this way, the next day he's that way. Hmm. Judgment on Babylon. Wow. So who is Babylon? Babylon is uh, um, the modern day. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Babylon is the Vatican. It's the Romans, y'all. That's who I wanted to say. Babylon is, is uh, Rome, who is modern day the, the Vatican. They represent Rome, okay? So uh, they represent Babylon, rather. Uh, the Christian faith, because we're under a Babylonian religion. So judgment on Babylon. Behold, clouds from the east and from the north to the south, and their appearance is very threatening, full of wrath and storm. They shall dash against one another and shall pour out a heavy tempest upon the earth and their own tempest. And there shall be blood from the sword as high as a horse's belly Oh my, and a man's thigh and a camel's hawk. Wow. And there shall be fear and great trembling upon the earth. Those who see that wrath shall be horror stricken and there they shall be seized with trembling. And after that heavy storm clouds shall be stirred up from the south and from the north and another part of the west. And the winds from the east shall prevail over the cloud that was raised in wrath and shall dispel it. And the tempest that was to cause destruction by the east wind shall be driven violently towards the south and west. And great and mighty clouds full of wrath and tempest shall rise to destroy all the earth and its inhabitants and shall pour out every high place and lofty place. A terrible tempest. Fire and hail and fl flying swords and floods of water. That all the fields and all the streams may be filled with the abundance of those waters. And they shall destroy cities and walls, mountains and hills, trees of the forest, grass of the meadows, and their grains. And they shall go on steadily to Babylon and shall destroy her. They shall come to her and surround her. They shall pour out the tempest and all its wrath upon her. Then the dust and smoke shall go up to the heaven and all who are about her shall wail over her. And those who survive shall serve those who have destroyed her. Judgment on Asia and you, Asia, who shall in the glamour of Babylon and the glory of her person, woe to you, miserable wretch. For you have made yourself like her. You have decked your, out your daughters in holotry to please and glory in your lovers. You have always lusted, oh, who have always lusted after you. You have imitated that hateful harlot in all her deeds and devices. Therefore, God says, I will send evils upon you, widowhood, poverty, famine, sword, and pestilence to lay waste your houses and bring you to destruction and death. And the glory of your power shall wither like a flower. When the heat rises that is sent upon you, you shall be weakened like a wretched woman who is beaten and wounded so that you cannot receive your mighty lovers. What I dealt, what, 
when I have dealt with you so valiantly, says the Lord, if you had not always killed my chosen people, exulting and clapping your hands and talking about their death when you were drunk, trick out the beauty of your face. The reward of a harlot is in your bosom. Therefore, you shall receive your recompense as you will do unto, as you will do to my chosen people says the Lord, so God will do to you and will hand you over to adversaries. Your children shall die of hunger and you shall fall by the sword and your city shall be wiped out and all your people who are in the open country shall fall by the sword and those who are in the mountains and highlands shall perish of hunger and they shall, excuse me, <clears throat> And they shall eat of their own flesh and hunger for bread and drink their own blood for thirst of water. Unhappy above all others, you shall come, you shall come and suffer fresh afflictions. And as they pass, they shall wreck the hateful cities and shall destroy a part of your land. And abolish a portion of your glory as they return from devastated Babylon. And you shall be broken down by them like stubble. And they shall be like fire to you. And they shall devour you and your cities and your land and your mountains. They shall burn with fire in all your forests and your fruitful trees. They shall carry your children away captive and your plund and plunder your wealth, and abolish the glory of your countenance. This is the word that was given to Esdras for us to read and wait in earnest expectation for Yahweh's word to come to pass and for our freedom from captivity where we have been scattered. So this, is, this will end my broadcast, y'all. And I hope that everyone has formed a vision of what is coming on the world soon. We are living in some extraordinary times. And you know, tomorrow is Yahweh's day of rest for his children. And he said on the seventh day, he rested from all his works. So as I, I read to you, those who keep God's laws, you know, as a guide, as a guide, you know, then, you know, for our daily lives, then, you know, we will get to eat the fruit of the good of the land, y'all. So, Let's keep his, let, let's be obedient and uh, resting on Saturday as he has instructed us to do. So take care of yourselves and stay safe and protected in the blood of Jesus. And be blessed and enjoy your day. And I hope you all have enjoyed this broadcast. And please share it. And uh, also, uh, EmpressSharon.com. Go there and take that seven-day free e-course to learn more about your stolen history and your true identity. So, bye for now. We are a village. Stay connected to the mothership right here on truthradio.net. And remember to tune in every Friday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. for Eyes Can See with your host, Empress Sharon Eames. Goodbye for now, everybody. Love you.
we are 